Gabby, why is your name 11 inches? Because I'm on an 11-inch air. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. thank God. <laughs> I was like, what kind of lies are you putting in the chat? Because my, uh, cause my uh, shirt goes down 11 inches. It is off screen right now. <laughs> yeah? It's like exit, sta- ed- ed- ex- ed- exit stage down. Go to gallery view, bro. You're I pulling st- it down further, though. Like, it's weird. It didn't start like that. <laughs> This is week two of a of a Zoom pod. That's a good one. I still exciting. can't. I, I like still can't you guys get, know. I can't get Mosaic. I just don't understand it in browser. Just can't do it. I don't even know how to do browser view in Zoom. I had to download the client. No, when you click download, it'll be like, oh, if you just want to run it in uh, browser, just click here. If you guys would like to um, apply for our uh, senior technical advisor position, we have one opening up for for the podcast. Yeah, to trouble to troubleshoot our. We're hiring. Problems. We're hiring. Okay, sweet. We're hiring. Yeah, it's a it's a pro bono position, so you have to work for no money, and uh, you can't be on camera when we're recording. But good exposure, though. So it is good exposure to Gabby's chest hair. Win win for everyone. It's not good. Anyways, welcome. How's everybody? How's everybody doing? Pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I'm pretty tired. I had a really yeah, bad tired. sleep last. I had a pretty bad sleep last night. I kept waking up like every hour. I feel like I couldn't get a good. My body temperature was just like fluctuating. Either I was too hot or too cold, and I just had a really rough night. And then I had to wake up at five in the morning. No, not no, not five, six in the morning. So that was a little challenging, but. Other than that, my daughter turned two today, so pretty, pretty, feeling pretty Yay, good. Yay! Happy Yay, birthday! Happy birthday, Gabby's daughter, Sora. Yeah, so she turned. Also two happens Sora. to share a name with your horse and Ghost of Sashima. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I haven't played in a while, but yeah, man, it's today was an overall good day. Busy day at work, but overall good day. Good man, glad to hear that, dude. Yeah, man. So sick. How about Why you guys? Did, I'm, I'm doing you, all right. Doing all right, you know. I kind of, uh, I'm glad that I gave up on the Leafs the game before this game that just passed. Yeah, I had already done my um, my coping and everything, but uh, yeah, I'm doing all right, I guess. Yeah, one of my buddies at work was like super bummed today. Every saw he's every time he saw me, he was like, "Leafs fucking suck." <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not ideal, but. You know, yeah. it is what it is, and that's the way she goes. And it's a great baseball is a great sport, and it's a great way to stay in shape. And I can't shoot believe the puck. I can't believe baseball is like the next follow up to the Leafs are out. It should be the Raptors, buddy. The Raptors second unit just beat all of um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's starters. Yeah, minus I saw that. Giannis. Come on, man. I saw that. So what's crazy to me is that they're still second seed, and they just did that. How does that make any sense? Yeah, well, that's that's how she goes, right? That's how. The oh, there you go. See, that's how she goes. Baseball is a great <laughs> sport. It's a great way to no, stay in man. shape. Shoot no, the puck dude. deep. No, I disagree with you completely. There, I think it's it's just there's been a there's been a longer lapse between the baseball season and now baseball, so I think it's just a longer period of like missing it. Well, Shane, I even asked him the other day, I'm like, hey, have you been watching baseball since you've said you like you even said on this podcast that you're committing to watching baseball? And you're like, no, not really. Dude. Yeah, but it hasn't been an easy, easy, easy season. To, I don't know why I'm defending Shane, but it hasn't been an easy season to commit because the Jays had their series against the Phillies canceled, so they almost had a week off. They came back, played in Atlanta, 
had a day off again. They still haven't played a home game in Buffalo. Like their first home game is in Buffalo. There's been, I think, 28 games were postponed last week as a result of like outbreaks on two different teams. So baseball's done a little bit of like a weird, like it's not being, it's not handling the COVID outbreaks well because it's yeah. having COVID outbreaks, whereas NBA and, and NHL have kept them pretty much to a minimum. Um, well, like not well. I know the NBA hasn't reported one ever since they started the season. Yeah, the NHL hasn't reported a case either. So it's been, I mean, the bubble works. I think that that's pretty much, that's that's the big takeaway from this. But I think the problem with, with MLB is that, um, you know, it's been kind of stop and go. And even for me, like, the, I was watching almost every Jays game for the first six or seven games. And then when they had the weekend off against Philly, I came back. I think I watched one of the Atlanta games. And then it's been... They've played a couple times since then, but they haven't played very much. So, um, but yeah, the you, Raptors buddy? look good, man. How about, what, can how can we hold on? Hold on one second. Just one second. Can we just revisit the part where Daniel, my friend, my close, close friend and travel companion just said, I don't know why I'm defending Shane. Like it yeah, was I meant the, that- the strangest thing in the world to defend your friend. I like, meant, I meant, like you can do it yourself. Like that was that. You oh, totally is that what it was? Is things. that what it was? Yeah. yeah, I would have said all of those things. Definitely, I didn't all want of those things. Shane would, have said, Shane would have said none of it. He, I, I know have, that's why I didn't want him to fumble the fucking recovery. Like I wanted him to just. So just, then you, you know. do know why you were defending me. You don't need to lie. You can say, Shane, "Let me just jump in here right real quick." Shane, Shane what was said, your reason? Why haven't you watched baseball? Because the Jays what's your suck, authentic bro. reason? <laughs> My authentic <laughs> reason that I haven't watched baseball is the schedule is so wonky. Like everything is just all ridiculous, and I feel like for me, supporting baseball feels wrong right now because of how much shit's going on. I don't appreciate the way that they're handling um, the Houston Astros situation with the suspensions and that sort of stuff. I don't appreciate how they're handling the COVID outbreak. I don't appreciate a lot about it. Some of mixed feelings of supporting it this season. I don't think it deserves my time or attention, to be honest with you. It's kind of like the same reason I don't watch the NFL because I don't agree with a lot of what the NFL is built upon. Um, so, I, like, I, I, I didn't miss it. I don't miss – I miss baseball, but I don't miss watching it this season. I think it's fine. I would rather watch the NBA. I would way rather watch the Raptors. And I want to be clear, the reason why I said baseball is a great sport – it's just because it was part of a spiel that I was putting together, not because I would put baseball on top of – I would put the defending champion Raptors on top of the 1992-93 season defending champion Jays uh, in terms of my current watching spree. I didn't watch the, the Raps tonight, I'll be honest with you. I was watching um, 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown and Comedy Bang Bang, but – um, I will definitely be watching them play uh, the Nets. Cool. Uh, they, uh, I was pretty excited about um, the fact that, yeah, their second unit stepped up tonight, the Raptors. Uh, yeah, Boucher, they I think, good, man. Yeah, Boucher's, Boucher's high score. They yeah. shot well. Um, I think, who else? Matt Thomas came off the bench and scored 20-plus oh, as well. He was scorching in the first quarter, yeah, man. So I think, I mean, the Raptors have kind of, The thing I appreciate about the Raptors is like, when they don't have, when they have to, they're okay with next man up, yeah. and that's impressive because of their depth. And then you look at a team like Milwaukee. Milwaukee loses their MVP player. They look like a different team without Antetokounmpo. And then yeah, you can lose. Ka- yeah, they're they're a completely different team, right? But then you lose some of your biggest players in Lowry. Well, your biggest player, I think, in Lowry. Van Vliet didn't play tonight either, did he? No, Van Vliet, Ibaka, and Lowry all took. The night off 
Yeah, so three of your starters are uh, Surge, I guess, kind of has semi-starter depending on, on where depending he's at. Depending on matchup, yeah. No, yeah, depending sure. on matchup. But that's still, like, you're missing two of your top guys. Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet has had an insane year, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't participate in the game, and you're able to tackle the one seed like that without their biggest player. But mm-hmm. still, I, it's kind of a nothing game. Like, I get it's not a huge deal because the playoffs are set and stuff like that. But like For the most part, com- they are, yeah. And coming off, like, a loss, like, this week that they had to the Celtics where they just didn't have good shooting, like to get peripheral guys like Boucher and Matt Thomas involved and get them going before the playoffs kick in. Like mm-hmm. it's good to see the Raptors like firing mostly on, on all cylinders right now. They've looked really, really good outside of that Boston game. So, so it's here's, exciting, man. here's my question. Uh, would you consider, uh, I know all the headlines of everything last year was like, the Raps are only as good as they are because of Kawhi Leonard. Do you feel like that took the focus off of the Bucks only being good because of Giannis? Like, is that is that a legitimate thing? Like, are the Bucks only a competitive team because of Giannis? Without Giannis, they're not competitive. Yeah, the, the storyline that was written last year was the Raptors are not competitive on a championship scale without Kawhi. But, I don't think that was the story written last year. It's a story written this year. Going but, into this season, that all the all the, the people had the reason, them off. the reason, but the reason that that storyline exists is because they saw Kawhi Leonard as such a dominant player and said, "This is the only reason that the Raptors are competitive." So without Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors I, are no I, longer I'm not competitive. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't think that was a storyline that was written last year. Though is what I'm saying. I think there was there was people. I mean, to contextualize it for you, Shane, like there's a reason that Atencikubo won MVP last year and Kawhi didn't. Like without. Without the pillars of, of of Giannis having the season that he had last year, the Bucks aren't the one seed last year, um, and probably aren't in the Eastern Conference Finals over Philly or, or Boston. I know that the seeding might have been different, so that's not a fair assessment to make. But I don't think that they're 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 the number one seed last year without a Tentacumpo. I think the Raptors had a better chance, or of even being, this year, hundred percent, or even this year. Yeah, I think the Raptors had a better chance of being a top three seed, if not you know a one or two seed. Um, even without Kawhi Leonard, if they got a player that was still an upgrade from DeRozan but wasn't quite the caliber of Kawhi Leonard. So you're kind of in a weird space with him, and it's it's very subjective. They played well without Kawhi last year. Um, in the finals, like Kawhi had some games where he just kind of wasn't the best player on the court. You had Siakam step up in game one of the finals. You had Kyle step up in the last game of the finals. So they're a well-rounded team, man. Like That's the thing about the Raptors. Is like I, I, Even on Twitter now, reading last night and over the weekend, like, a lot of people discredit them, be like, "Yo, you're you're not shit with Kawhi." They're the second seed in the Eastern Conference. They had an equivalent record this year than they did last year. They had pace, a better record. They had a better record. Yeah, they they were paced for a better record than they had last year without Kawhi. And quite honestly, coming back into the bubble, beating the Lakers, who are the best team in the NBA, um, when they looked healthy, mm-hmm. uh, while the Lakers were healthy, like you've got, they're a championship caliber team. I think Kawhi maybe brought them to the caliber that they needed to be brought to by having a player like that. But I think now that everybody's been elevated to that point, having Kawhi be a part of their team, he's really just kind of instilled like the the championship pedigree that you need in a team like that. And now you have other leaders in the room mm-hmm. that are champions that are able to instill that on the Boucher's, on your Matt Thomas's in the way that Kawhi did that to the Ananobis and to the to the Siakams last year. So it's really just I think it's a compliment of just the the Raptors system. Whereas I think the Bucks are much more dependent on a single player, and their system mm-hmm. is still good, but it's mm-hmm. not. It can't operate as effectively without Giannis in the way that the Raptors system can ef- effectively run without a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, if that like, makes sense. Like just to give you again, like another perspective. If let's say Giannis, because he is a free agent at the end of the, at the end of the year, if he ends up leaving Milwaukee, one hundred percent, you would say Milwaukee 
was only good because Giannis was on that team. One hundred percent, they're not. They that, might. They're, they're not they that might, good. They're not that good without him. They're not that good. They're still probably like a seven or eight seed, just given how how weak the East is. Um, you could break the playoffs with a, a subpar record, like a sub five hundred record. But yeah, yeah, when you win an MVP title as Giannis, like, like they're not you, finishing you are, top two. No, they're not finishing top two. They're not beating the Celtics. They're not beating the Sixers in a seven game series, right? So, yeah. but yeah. Um, Shane, I mean, to what you kind of said earlier, like I, it's kind of weird. I was disappointed last night, obviously with the Leafs losing, but it kind of just went away today. Like I, I didn't have no depressing thoughts today. Uh, no, like they're yeah, obviously, like you want to see them like go forward, but like they they didn't. The Leafs at no point this year had me believing that they were going to be a championship caliber team. Like they were so inconsistent. They had this like Jekyll and Hyde thing going on all year long. Even like. Some of the some of the people that are in the front office for the Leafs were like, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of them in a five game series against Columbus. They might show up one night, they might not show up another night, and that's exactly what happened. They got shut out twice in a five game series. They got shut out for 56 minutes in a game that I think all of us forgot about because they had a stellar comeback. But ultimately, they played a very very bad game up until that last four minutes when they were just super super desperate um, and scored with with an odd man advantage pulling their goalie. But like. The, the level of disappointment that I had for them this year was different. Like losing to Boston twice in game seven when they had the lead one year and yeah. then the following year where they just kind of didn't show up and Freddie just, you know, didn't necessarily, he couldn't really stop anything to keep to keep the, the team from bleeding. It feels very, very different. So as much as they've lost first round, like I'd say the first year that they lost to the Caps, I, I 100% wasn't disappointed because they overachieved that year and they played well against a Caps team that was favorited for the Stanley Cup. The following year was probably the most disappointing because they very much could have beat Boston and just blew it. Last year, they could have locked the series out in game six, and then they just didn't. And then game seven was kind of a wash because they lost by so much. And then this year, like, I don't really know if the expectations were there that they were going to be able to win a cup. I know a lot of people joked about it being 2020 and like if the Leafs were to win, they would win without fans and it would just be like a perfect representation of who the Leafs are. But at the end of the day, like looking at them play at the beginning of the series, like it sucks and they need to work on some stuff and there probably needs to need to be some big changes in the off season. But like for the most part, I went into today and I was like, yeah, like they gotta, they gotta do some work. Like they're not some other players that I really, really enjoy watching like Hasbury Kapanen and, and, and Kerfoot and stuff like that. They didn't show up. So I don't know what you expect to get out of a series like that. If some of your players that need to be yeah. pitching in, just don't show up. So I don't know. I just kind of reasoned with it. And I was reading a lot of people on Twitter today saying shit like, Phil Kessel's still in the playoffs. Tyler Bozak's still in the playoffs. Jake Gardner's still in the playoffs. And people like saying, oh, yeah, like they were, the Leafs didn't know when they had them and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, that core sucked. Like they were a very, very bad team that didn't make the playoffs for almost their entire tenure. And now that they're like small pieces on like championship pedigree teams like the, the Penguins and different like teams that are very, very good um, around them, like that, it makes sense that they're having success, right? So. It just kind of sucks that people's takes are always like to rip on the fact that the Leafs aren't there yet. They've, they're a bunch of kids. They're 21 and 22-year-olds that have six six years left on their contract, some of them. They're going to figure it out. They're going to be better. They're eventually going to advance past the first round. I don't know uh, if they're going to win a cup. I hope but they so, will. <laughs> they will. It, they're very much – I mean, I was talking to Shane about it before you jumped on. Like, like how long it took the Raptors to figure things out. They went into years where they had their best record up until that point in time, and they got swept by an eight, uh, like a lower seed team. They got swept. They got beaten seven by, by the Nets, and that was disappointing. Like, it took them six years 
they've made the they've made the playoffs seven years in a row. It took them six years to get to a point where they were able to push to the finals mm-hmm. and actually go into the Eastern Conference Finals and win the Eastern Conference title, uh, Finals, like with with a level that you actually thought that they can go into the finals and and potentially win the whole thing, right? So yeah. you had years of failure. The Leafs are at four right now, but if they don't figure it out in the next three and they still are stuck and 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 not making it past the first round, I'm worried. But right now. I just think it's illuminating. They need to they need to to work on some of their their depth and they need to work on their defense. And I think it's time to move on from Freddie Anderson too. And then I, I don't know what happens next year. If you get a good young goalie and you get a little bit of a better defense and maybe your 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 money is distributed a little bit differently and you've got some talent, you, you have a chance. But this year just, just didn't feel like it was gonna be that that time. So um it's it's not really that disappointing to be honest. After the game, I was just kinda like, whatever. That's <laughs> so sad, man. It's so sad. It is. It's like it's more depressing that that's the sentiment that it's like, oh, you're not disappointed. It was like expected. Yeah, no, that's sad. That's like legit. Yeah. Makes me sad. And I'm not even like super invested in the Leafs. Like you are for sure. And then half of yeah. Shane is. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's. I mean, Shane for is sure. the perfect perfection of the Maple Leafs. He's half committed and he's half not committed. It's, that's what the Leafs are: half committed and not half committed. So. Yeah. I mean, I've traveled across the states to watch them and spent a lot of money. On them and and jerseys, for the good so, half, for the good half, for the Matthews and the Marners. Yeah, well, not just the Matthews and the Marners. When they fired uh, Randy, the, Car- Randy Carlisle? Carlisle, was there? Like, oh God, what a bad trip! That was awful. Yeah, didn't score a goal. You know what reminded me this year when they went to San Jose and Anaheim and uh, L.A. this year, and they lost to all three California teams. It brought me flashbacks of that. I was like, man. They've like won that trip, I think, for the last four years since we went and watched them get blown out, and then they lost all three games this year. I was like, "Oh man, this can't be a good sign of things to come." Yeah, I mean, every time we went on the trip, they lost. It's like really bad juju going out there. California's we never great, saw them win, did we? we? Always, no, never saw them win. I think we saw them score a total of one goal. Yeah, they went to a shootout against the, the Sharks. I want to say uh, or it I might have been remember. against the Kings. Yeah, yeah it was. It was not I good. blocked it all out. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's our sports update, I guess. Go Raps. Go Jays. Jays yeah. are under five hundred. The Raps They're... have two more games to play. I think today was the sixth and of eight seeding yeah. games. Yeah. But like you said earlier, they locked in the seventh. Sorry, the second seed, and the Nets locked in the seventh seed. So it is a fuck Brooklyn all over again. Uh, not my son, but the city. <laughs> Did you hear you say that? What's that? Did he hear you say that? No, no, he's he's not here right now. Um, he, he's MLG, bro. He's MLG. He's pro coding it up. He's pro yeah, cod. It's like the beginning of. It's like a, I think it's the first time we met them since we got eliminated by them in, in that seven game series. The, Fuck Brooklyn. The the year I, I bought uh, season tickets and haven't looked back since. It's crazy that I've had them for seven years now. Okay, so here's the thing I wanted to ask you because Shane and I were talking about this before you jumped on again. Yeah. You. You joined and the Raptors made the playoffs the I first bought, year that you were a fan, right? I bought tickets. What do you mean the first year I was a fan? Like the first year that you were like bought into like getting season tickets and like became a bigger Becoming Raptors a Raptors fan everything. over the Lakers when you transferred from Lakers to Raptors. When I transferred, when I just like took my data and just like transferred. Yeah, to you just you you did a, a, tra- a data transfer. I caught back up. A data transfer. This guy yeah. did a this guy did a data. You did migration. the Homer Simpson. You did yeah. the Homer Simpson. I I I. I yeah I I made a conscious decision that year to watch more Raptors games because I wasn't really invested in them up until that point, and that season was a spectacular season, to say the least. 
with the whole trade happening and all that stuff, right? Um, with Rudy Gay, Shane's boy. Oh boy, eighty um, percent of the shots, thirty percent success rate. Overachieving and making the playoffs, and then pushing it to a seven-game series against the Nets. I ended up buying playoffs. I sorry, I ended up buying season tickets during the playoff run, so I had tickets to the playoffs. I didn't have season tickets that season, but going forward, post the playoffs that year is when I fully was in. But yeah. So like a true bandwagoner. Like a true bandwagoner. I haven't looked back since, buddy. Let's That's get it. it. Let's get That's it. it. That's it. Try, try yeah, okay. 15 years of not making it past the first round and then call yourself a fan, you fuck. <laughs> Dude, I was, a, I was a Leafs fan before I was a Raptors fan, just so you know. Oh, I know. So my question, off. my question, Gabby, is so you've seen what it took. Like if, if I think back to that season, like like they acquired Rudy Gay. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Lowry was almost dealt. DeMar DeRozan was a part of that core, but that team changed like significantly over that period of time. Like it took them seven years to build a system that brought up their players and their original plan isn't what ended up winning them a championship. It was a big move in trading a fan favorite like DeMar DeRozan that brought in somebody that could win them a cup or win them a title. Right. So the reason that we were talking about it earlier is because you've seen that journey and you know that it's not one of these things where like they win it in in a year or two, like it's planned. The plan is always going to be win it within a small window, but sometimes that window can be almost a decade long before you see any degree of success, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you have a generation, generational talent on your team that could just take you to the next level. But even well. look at, but even look at a generational talent like LeBron. LeBron didn't win for his first how many years? Like he didn't get a ring until he left his 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 drafted city. Correct, but he right? had playoff success up until like he made it. You know, like he would it's at least he made the finals. He, would at he, least he got yeah. get it past yeah. the first round. Yeah, but <laughs> no. I think it, but I think it's different in basketball because you have a player like one player can influence can change change a franchise. Look at look at the Cavs after they won; they were an awful team, and that's literally just because LeBron James left, right? Mm-hmm. So no, I think you're, it's you're for sure you're right. So it's tough to measure that on the on the hockey side, but like I don't know when I think about the Penguins winning a cup, when I think about Chicago winning a cup so quickly after they drafted their like generational talents. Um, that's like the anomaly. That's not the standard that you win three cups in five years after what, you draft. Perfect really example is like Edmonton, right? right? So, and they, yeah, look at the changes that they've gone through, and they still can, they, they got eliminated this year. Like yeah, they have, they still haven't found success. Yeah, yeah. So, at least they've made the conference finals, though. I will say so. The Oilers, they made the conference finals with the in the Connor McDavid era. Yeah, but yes. Connor McDavid's like like he's truly like. He's the best play. He's the best hockey player on the planet. So, like, he—if there is one guy that changes the game, it's him. So, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough sports talk. Raptors, obviously. Jays, go Jays, go Raps. Two games left on the schedule, and then we get to see some playoffs, which I'm super excited for. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we get to hang out and watch some Raptors games. Gabby, you and I spent a lot of time together during the Raptors run last year. So, yeah, we super did. looking forward to that again. Shane too. Shane, Shane too. too. Yeah. Shane was there for the for the Sixers game. Me and you saw the uh, the clinching game. We were, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You were you were away. That's why. So, guys, I was in California. I was right there. I was talking to a girl who used to work at the arena, um, before they close it, the Golden State Arena, whatever it was called, Oracle or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was right there, dude. I was feeling the energy, the California energy when we won. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't like Kara. You know, it was really feeling the energy at the at the stadium. But my wife. Hey, wow, I was at least in There's, the same state. 
There's one last thing I'm going to bring up just before we move on from sports. Uh, John Tortorello, who is historically hilariously angry and like and 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 just very fiery. Shane, I don't know if you saw his kind of comments today on on the Toronto media, like ripping the Leafs for losing again. But he said, uh, "I can't get over people ripping Sheldon Keefe and his staff as far as the job he's done with the Maple Leafs team." Half the pundits in the city think that they know the game and they don't. So I think it's pretty bold for like a coach to to stand up for another coach. And- That's Columbus's coach. That's yeah. Columbus's coach, yeah, because he said basically, like, he was outcoached by a veteran coach, but Keefe is, he hasn't even coached a season yet. Like, he was, people don't remember that Mike Babcock started this season and the Leafs were under 500 when Sheldon Keefe took over. Like, they were a bad team to start off the year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also just think we got beat by a couple crossbars and side posts. Yeah, Tavares hit the post on that in, in the first He hit period. the post that twice. He hit the post yeah. in the first. He hit the post in the second. We hit another crossbar. Like, that's the thing, man. Is like everyone's upset, and I totally get it. And our defensive core is shit, and I get that as well. But like, we had the offensive chances. The puck just didn't go our way. Yeah, that's and your guys way. showed that's up. Matthews, Matthews, Matthews goes, looked amazing. Right? Tell she goes, man. Sometimes she goes. Sometimes she knows. Like, I'm not here for the people who are saying like, get rid of Mitch Marner. Get rid of. I'm like, get Ben, dude. Like people are saying, get rid of Mitch Warner. I know we yeah. still talk, talk, talk they about don't like sports, they, but... they don't like they don't like his contract because they think that he's occupying too much of the cap. And to be fair, like to invest as much money as they have in four players is probably not going to bode well for like so someone's gonna the rest dealt. of your roster. Yeah, it's gonna, potentially they're gonna they're gonna de- they're gonna deal someone for sure. Everybody still carries this idea of like Nylander being a bucket and like. Now it's like, oh, Mitch Marner took this huge contract. Oh, awesome, Matthews. Took. It's so crazy how quickly the heroes become the villain in in Toronto. It's like you're fantastic, and then you just you don't produce, and you're done. You're just like done in the eyes of the fans. Like There's if Kawhi opinion. would have missed a shot, he would have been like Toronto's anti-hero. But like, I feel like basketball doesn't doesn't do that that the same way. You know. Well, I, feel- I think. Oh, it happened, to, lot, it happened to LeBron, but there's a, that was there's a the lot fans more, didn't want him to leave. There's a lot more pent-up frustration with, with the Leafs because they haven't won in as long as that they've won. And I think when you look at team, I think the, the general sentiment among fans is that if you're going to sign players for $10 million and they don't show up to a playoff series, then they're not worth the money. And I don't think that's always a fair assessment because if you're playing in the playoffs, you're not playing scrub teams. You're playing other really, really good teams. Columbus is a good team. They matched us in points at the end of the year. Yeah, they're not in the same division as us, division as us, but their entire game is to shut down offenses, and that's exactly what they did. So, it's not that you know everybody was awful this series. Nobody played up. I don't think anybody really played up to their potential other than Matthews. But at the end of the day, like they're still good players. They're still young players. They still have a lot of, they have a high ceiling that they probably haven't reached just yet. So I don't know. People are probably going to rip me for being a little bit too defending of like younger players, but they're kids. They still need time to develop. This is Marner's first year into his contract. The same with Matthews. It's Nylander's second year, year and a half into it. It's Mar- It's Tavares' second year. These guys are signed for another half decade. I don't think it's fair to judge them off of the first two years of their contract when there's still work to be done with the other aspects of the roster. I think guys like Kapanen, Kerfoot, Janssen, um, those are the guys that you want to criticize because that's when when, you're, when your top lines aren't rolling. You need your bottom guys to start scoring, and that just didn't happen. They got one goal from Nick Robertson, who was in his third NHL game, and he's <laughs> yeah, the only – He's the only guy. Does he? Does she really? 
Well, because he's like, oh, Filipino scored. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only. He was the only bottom six player that scored in the series. Every other goal came from Cody CC, who scored a fluky uh, shorthanded goal, and then everybody else was from the top six. So you need your bottom six guys to score if you if you want to get going. Like those are the guys that you got to get a little bit of, of offense from, and that's what what uh, Columbus got, and that's not what the Leafs got. So, anyways. That's enough. That's enough sports talk, I think, for now, because there's some other stuff that we wanted to talk about. It was a pretty big week for. Uh, I mean, news is developing even right now. Shane was just telling me that there's been massive layoffs at DC, uh, and there's some like some crazy stuff going on. You know, ten days before DC Fandom is starting, there's some massive changes at the higher ups of DC. So we what can talk reporting? about what happened. Uh, it just there's not really a lot of information, but there's just a lot of movement. And then I think upwards of 600 employees were let go. 175 staffers from HBO were let go. So I think Warner, um, AT and T, I guess is is in a lot of debt. So they're letting a lot of people go um, in all of their subdivisions. But there's some massive changes, structural changes going on at DC. So interesting. Maybe next week we'll have a little bit more info because this stuff broke maybe about an hour ago. Obviously, we're still ex- excited for DC Fandom, um, but we don't really know if this is really going to impact what was expected to be rolled out then or if it's going to cast a little bit of a, of a cloud or a shadow over that. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking forward to uh, the DC Fandom event on the 22nd uh, just to see some, I guess, some DC trailers for upcoming movies and games and the rock city just announced finally announced their game after five years of silence. Um, and a lot of people speculating justice league game or Superman game. And officially now we know it's a suicide squad game. So the poster was pretty cool. It was Superman with like a crosshair on his head oh with suicide God. squad on it. You know what, what I happened? just figured I thought the whole time that was for a new Suicide Squad movie. I didn't even no, realize dude. it was for a video game. It's <laughs> a game. That's Rocksteady's Rock game, man. Game. Yeah. I did not even realize that. I've been seeing it everywhere and I'm like, oh here we go, another Zack Snyder movie. No, like, dude. It's Rocksteady's oh game. Why did you think that though? James Gunn is doing the new Suicide Squad and he he released a teaser last week. Like a teaser I, image I of don't the title. Know, man. Some somebody retweeted the the poster and I was just like, Oh, there's this fucking of course another suicide oh they're gonna go after superman oh they're really desperate i'm like (laughs) oh my god man i just figured that out yeah it's been five years since rocksteady has i guess published like released the game um so i know they've been receiving a lot of negativity in just like past like e3s and stuff like where's the rocksteady title where's a rocksteady game so surprise surprise it's it's weird that they announced it via, I guess, Twitter or Instagram, social media, with a poster, opposed to like a debut at a, an event. But I guess they're gonna. I guess the plan was always to show it at DC Fandom, um, which is cool. Hopefully, we get to see some gameplay, and we'll get maybe like a release window of when they plan to release that. But I'm excited for it. It looks. Well, I mean, it doesn't look. I mean, it, the poster is cool, but I hope it. It's good. Rocksteady generally makes pretty. Uh, Pretty okay rockin', games. Pretty rocking games. Um, I have questions about it, and my okay. main one is: is they teased Court of Owls? That that was not Rocksteady. That was uh, another WB? studio. Was that, that not WB Games? I think it was from Montreal. Something Montreal. It wasn't Rocksteady. One hundred percent. I had this discussion with Shay um, a couple weeks ago. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Why do th- Why do they call it the Fan Dome? Is it in a dome? There's a trailer about it. It might be in a dome, 
but there was like a CG like animated dome type thing with like a like a seats and stuff. But it was yeah, it's the Arkham Origin Studio is behind Court of Owls. They are not Rocksteady. Interesting. Okay, so we yeah. may still see some. We may still see a new Batman game. Yeah, I'm also excited to see Suicide Squad's like trailer trailer for the actual movie James Gunn's movie. He yep. he recently someone actually tweeted him and saying how much of this movie is you and how much of the movie is like controlled by the by the studio and he said he actually replied to the person and said it's 100% all me. So that was a cool sign to see him tweet that. So I'm pretty stoked to see um what he came up with for Suicide Squad. Uh, just knowing what he's done with like uh, one of your favorite movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, his like I guess weird fallout with Disney, but then like came he he is back with them now though, right? Like after Suicide yep. Squad, he yep. is do- yeah. So you yep. know what? I'm, like that whole weird part that happened, but I'm excited to see that trailer. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see probably a Black Adam trailer, The Rock's uh, Black Adam. Um, Probably gonna get some sort of teaser. I don't know if we'll get a release date. I hope we see a Shazam Shazam two trailer. You, I would love Shazam. Like the more that I think about that movie, I really really enjoyed that movie, Gabby. I yeah. think we we all saw it together, right? I believe so. I I remember seeing it with at least you, Gabby, because I, I looked there. over at you several times, and you were in like pure joy, like you were laughing. I think it was you me, you, like, and Shay, and Baps. I don't know. if I Shay think was no. There, then yeah. I was there. I w- I watched it with Shay and Baps. I'm pretty sure. I think okay. we all went. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, saw I really it. enjoyed it. I saw it early because they had released some – like I got some free passes to see it. I loved it and then I couldn't wait for you to see it. And then yeah. I remember you leaving that movie being like, yeah, that was like – that was a joy. And it was. It was It was a lot of – it was – I think it was the best DC movie. I think Wonder I, Woman's I a great movie. So. I think it's the best DC movie though. I think opinion. overall, overall movie, I, th- I would probably agree with you. Um, I'm also pretty excited for – we're probably going to get a, a, a real trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, so – that should be exciting. Overall, I think it's going to be a successful event. Um, if it happens, yeah. why wouldn't it happen? All these layoffs and firings. I, like uh, I'm sure there's going to be some people who they wanted to speak there who might not speak there anymore. Like it's executives know. and stuff from WB that are getting released. The person like, that released the actual letter saying that Fandom was coming. Um, what's his name? I'm sorry, Shane. You brought it up earlier. Jim Lee. Jim Lee, sorry, Jim Lee, uh, who wrote the letter about fandom, is being is is one of the people that's moving positions. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. some big, yeah. It's it's it, Shane's right. It might cast some uh, changes around it. Yeah. Well, even just like a cloud over it. You know what I mean? Like, what if they announce projects there that they can't fulfill because they're they don't fund the studios anymore. Yeah, like they can't afford it, or if those projects get scrapped shortly after, they get you know shelved until they can dig themselves out of a financial spot that they're in. You know what I mean? Like, especially yeah. with the way that the movie theaters are right now, like they can release those movies on HBO Max, and that's awesome. But a lot of these movies, if like if I'm thinking The Rock, The Rock, they want in theaters. Like he is a summer yeah, person. He he will sure. anchor a movie in in theaters for a long period of time, and yeah, I don't know would. if I don't know what happens. Right, so. I hope. I hope it's positive. I hope. It, I hope. Obviously, good things happen. I'm excited to see what what uh, what Zack Snyder's vision on on Justice League is. I still have my reservations about it because I think a lot of blame is being cast on the studio, and now all of a sudden there's a lot of hope for Zack Snyder, even though Zack Snyder hasn't really made anything that great. So I, I don't know if this is going to be his big turnaround, but 
he's getting the opportunity to go in and fix stuff. Like I saw an image today of Steppenwolf, who was the villain in in, in Justice League. Yeah, um, they're like redoing some of the CGI. So well, that's the kind the of whole movie is like it's like a completely different movie. It's not even the same. <laughs> yeah, but here's my thing. So this is this is my take, and I don't know if this is accurate or not. People have been screaming for this Snyder cut for years. The fact that this much effort is going into the Snyder cut. The Snyder Cut was not complete, so if people are getting behind well, the Snyder he, Cut, because he was he was essentially like 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 go during the like the, production the final of the stages, movie. yeah. But but my problem with that is that a, a majority of that movie was done by the point that he left it, and then Joss Whedon was brought in and did make some changes. I'm not discrediting the fact that it's not his entire vision. I, the way but, I understood it was he re, he reshot essentially the whole movie. That's not what I understood from it. It was cut differently than, than Zack Snyder had intended, but a majority of that movie was was filmed and was was for the most part complete. Like it was storyboarded out, and then it was just kind of wound up. I'm sure it was disjointed, and I'm sure that it wasn't clean. You'd like, have to you'd have to talk to Shay. I'll you, talk to them about it. But the, the, the DC way that aficionado, look, the look, way they they know their movies, man. They do, but the way I'm looking at it is that if you're if you're advocating for a cut of a movie. A cut to me is something that is completed, that you've seen, that you're able to stand behind. Then you can say this is a different film or this is a different movie than what we saw. And that might be the impression that they got going into that. But if you look at the amount of, of money that's going into making sure that the Snyder Cut is is successful, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I want to see the best version of that movie as possible. But they're, they're, they're giving resources to not just make this a different cut, but essentially redo this movie in a different way, knowing that the fan reaction to the movie that came out wasn't entirely positive. Do you, you see what I'm saying? I see. I see exactly what you're saying. But from the conversation I had with Shay, he told me it's a completely different movie. Just Sweden literally did redid the whole movie. Not even just redid the whole, like the scenes, but like changed the way that like the 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 animations were in terms of like what colors you would see. Like the whole thing was completely changed. The only yeah, I, part that was kept was like literally like the beginning intro, apparently something like that was, was uh, was uh, the only thing that was. Shot. I I have a hard time believing that just how how late he came into the production cycle. Like that movie was slated for release months after he came in. Like I think he left the movie in July, and that movie came out in November. So to to reshoot an entire movie in six months or redo that entire movie in six months or four months or whatever it is, that's big. I'll talk to him because I don't Should know. We the call facts him right now it. and put it, bring him on. Having uh, I don't know maybe. Do we want to do our first like, think resident phone call? I think he's out right now. Is oh. he? That would be so yeah. fun. Just like put him on speakerphone. Let's see if he can just like get his audio. Why don't we do this? Why don't we like we'll get Shay's thoughts and I'm just going to plug them in here. I said, you want me to just go into Justice League? That's it? Cool. So when it comes to Justice League, uh, or Justice League, I guess you can call it, uh, just Joss Whedon wrote about 80 pages of new material. So that's basically about an hour and 20 minutes of new footage in a two-hour long movie. So really, Zach probably only got 10 to 20% of his actual footage in the movie. And a lot of that is mostly just, you know, just shots here and there that don't really add to a story. So the Russian family, for example, the parademons, how Steppenwolf looks and talks, the music, the coloring, all of that is Joss Whedon. Uh, the original score was done by Junkie XL or Tom Hollenberg. So a lot of that film is actually just by Joss Whedon. Uh, the DGA, which is the Director's Guild, basically states that if a, if a director actually shoots 90% of the principal photography, they're the one that gets sole credit. Zach shot 100% of the principal photography, 
So he gets credit for the film, even though it's not his version that gets released. So it's just the legality of things that makes it seem that it's actually Zack Snyder's movie. But what we saw was Joss Whedon making a movie in maybe two months or less, and not just any movie, but a Justice League movie. Thanks Thank for plugging. That was awesome. Thanks, thanks, thanks for uh, giving thanks us for context plugging. there. I think we thanks for plugging follow. us in. Thanks for clearing things up. Thanks. We appreciate okay. you. Thank you, Zach Braff, for that idea. You do this with uh, Bill Lawrence on the Scrubs podcast all the time. So does he do that? Yeah. Does he does he not call them live? Like no, he'll just be like and Bill, and then it'll just like cut, and then it'll be like Bill Lawrence going off for like a minute or two, and then it'll cut back, and they don't hear what he gets to say, but they just assume what he said. So okay. We're gonna do the same with Shay. We'll figure it you out. You should add like a little fun little like uh, sound effect when we like bring him in. You know, I'm gonna use a triangle and I'm gonna go just like a sure, or something. sure, yeah, sure, like a, or like a or like a like a horn. You know, some sort of like a vuvuzela. <laughs> no, no, not a vuvuzela. <laughs> like you know, okay. like a Green Ranger. <laughs> like and then Shay. That's he didn't have a horn. The Green Ranger. The he had the dagger. The, the the that, that was a flute. It was a dagger flute. Yeah, I'm not saying he had a horn. I said that prior to me saying, like, the Green Ranger. Idiot, idiot, idiot. You just said he had a horn like the Green Ranger. No, Stupid. dude. No, man. I didn't say play that. It back, have, play it back, Daniel. Play it back and post. Play it back and post, Daniel. Anyways, thanks again, Shay, for uh, letting us I know. told you you guys were wrong. I appreciate that. Obviously, yeah. Shay would prove us right. But I would assume I, I would assume DC is probably going to release some sort of statement relatively soon if this is happening right now. So. Well, yeah, they're telling the people to be quiet, week, right? apparently. Apparently... Apparently they're trying to do hush money. Hush money. It might it might be like a, a corporate uh like letter that's written to fans in, in terms of the way that it might impact things, but yeah, it, it seems very hush hush and, and developing still. So we'll leave it for now. But obviously by the time that we record next week's uh episode, we'll probably have a little bit more info, given that it'll be less than a week away when we record next week. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we have a little bit more information we can talk about just really quickly on, on the, on the topic of suicide squad, before we talk about some of the other stuff that we want to talk about this week, what do you want? I, I have, I think I know what it's going to be. I think it's going to be similar to, um, a games as a service, like what we're seeing with Avengers with suicide squad, or like a DC universe kind of game. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, that's personally what I believe it'll be a, a supported, um, like platform for years. I don't think it's just going to be a singular story. Um, so I'm hoping it's something like that. Cause that would be super exciting, especially with characters that aren't the justice league, but rather are the suicide squad, uh, suicide squad that are a little bit lesser known. I think it would be really exciting to be able to take on, uh, uh, lesser known characters and then be able to play them with your friends in like a co-op environment. I can't imagine it not having some degree of co-op given that the, it's a team dynamic game, very similar to what, uh, the Avengers uh, is that's coming out in a very short while. So I hear you. That's what I'm thinking, but I don't know because Rocksteady is re- – like you said, Gabby, they made some really, really excellent Batman games. It'll be a foray into an entirely new area, and we know how games as a service can sometimes start off on, on rocky ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would like to believe that it's going to be something that's heavily co-op influenced to the point where I think it might actually be a games as a service game. Yeah. Um, you, I had never even thought about it, to be honest. I just figured it would have been like another – generic um campaign ish type of action adventure ish type of game like uh the arkham series but it'd be cool to see if they take um that approach the same similar approach to the avengers uh crystal dynamics crystal dynamics yeah yeah um i'd be down for that i, I think 
Shane? Uh, I never really thought about it, to be honest with you. Um, you know how I am when it comes to games. I would have to see more of the game to form an opinion. But you thought, it was, a, you thought it was a movie until today, so I don't know why I'm even asking for your thoughts. That's what I mean. I need to see more of the game to understand that, A, that it's a video game. B, that people actually play this thing and it's not just a film. And uh, C, I need you guys to tell me it's a video game first. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you like to see something like like you see in the Suicide Squad movie? I don't know how much you know about the Suicide Squad. I did not Squad, like but, it. But is there like is there yeah. something you'd like to see out of Rocksteady? Given that you've you've pl- you've played the Batman games, yes. Mm-hmm. So is yeah. there anything that you'd like to see from them out of out of a game that's centered on the Suicide Squad? Uh, I would like to see like fluid combat, like a really good combat system. I would also like to see humor in it. I think they're really good at building an ambiance and like a world, uh, judging by the previous Batman games. But for me, like I feel like Suicide Squad. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they also had kind of a humorous tone to them because it was such a band of misfits that were going through and and battling different villains and heroes and what whatnot through the comic book. So I'd like to see that played up a little bit, but that's also because I'm just a fan of humor. So. I guess that would kind of be what I would look for. I, I don't know if I'd like even think about it. If it was a games for service, maybe I'd play it, but I, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, Suicide Squad ha- obviously had the movie. It didn't really go well. Um, it didn't really have a lot of success. It wasn't, it wasn't a great movie. I think all of us can kind of agree on that. Um, but I think the, the, the opportunity for them to have the James Gunn movie, which, I really hope is, is well done. It's James Gunn. So I have a lot of faith in him. Um, and I think that if there is a DC character or set of characters that um, would, would uh, both be complimented and would complement James Gunn's style would be suicide squad. So if this game comes out anywhere near that movie, I think that it can be a really, really great push for just the suicide squad franchise. I mean, I think we'll probably see some more suicide squad, uh, uh, media, whether it be a TV show or something like that, if something comes of that. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see how, how closely tied it'll be to the Suicide Squad, um, like cross-media franchises being the movie and then potential other properties that might come out, come out of it. But I'm sure we'll find out more at, a, at at Fandom, if not, then shortly after. We've got Gamescom coming up on the 27th as well, so there might be an opportunity to learn a lot more about some of the games that we're, we're waiting for um, by the end of the month. So that'll mm-hmm. be pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I played. Um, I was gonna mention it very briefly, but I I played. Speaking of games as a service, I I played the um the Avengers beta this weekend. I know that there's a lot of like heat going around and some negative press, obviously because of some of the exclusive content and stuff like that. But uh, I got a chance to play it this weekend with um with Baps from the uh, from the Endure and Survive podcast. Uh, sorry, Survive and Endure podcast. Um, and we played it for a few hours. Uh. It was good. I like I I know that you guys aren't necessarily as interested in it as I am, but um I think some of the stuff that it was it's been trying to shake off since its first reveal, it's done a pretty good job. I personally think the the golden the golden gate sequ- the golden bridge sequence is awful. Like it was that was a tutorial piece and that's what we kind of saw in all the demos and it was not a good indication of what that game actually plays like and feels like. Mm-hmm. Um I thought Iron Man played awfully, awfully, awfully in that part and I was actually super concerned um about the way that the game was going to go from that point in time and then as soon as you get to unlock those characters and play 
um, in like some of the missions and the drop zone missions and stuff like that. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun. I know it's a little bit chaotic. It's not perfect. Um, but I think it's doing a lot of the right stuff in terms of, um, like, like cosmetics and callbacks to some of the stuff that, you know, people that are big fans of the Avengers are, uh, are going to just, you know, celebrate and be excited to be a part of. Um, and then I think overall it felt pretty good. Like it's a beta, so it's kind of tough to get a sense of what the final game is going to feel like. Some parts felt clunky. Combat didn't really feel that great for all the characters. Um, throwing Thor's hammer sounds like a beach ball for some reason. So they need to do some, <laughs> when he lands a punch, it just sounds like you're hitting a volleyball or a beach ball. It's really strange. That is weird. I, so, I, I have seen some gameplay. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you had some fun with it. Uh, I, I didn't play it. I just watched some videos online. Um, Overall, I thought for the most part, I watched Thor gameplay and a little bit of Hulk. And those two, like their combat seemed pretty cool. Um, but there were some scenes with the Hulk and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just thought he looked really weird. <laughs> I sent a screenshot to Shane earlier and I'm like, what's going on? Um, but I, overall, I, I, I did some reading as well. I think someone compared it to kind of like a, that looter shooter type of game is it is it is a hundred percent a looter shooter yeah okay so it is like a it's like a you grind out things and you you want equipment to make your guys stronger that that was the type of game that's the type of game yeah it's it's um it is probably the most content i've ever played in a beta yeah um it's a lot you get two story missions you get uh, four different areas on the globe. You play. You, you launched um, missions from a war table um, on the helicarrier, and you get to drop into these different zones. There's different kinds of missions. So there's like something that's similar to, I guess, kind of like a Nightfall from Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some like shorter missions, which are, are like maybe five or ten minute missions where you just have to conquer a zone. Um, and in these missions, there's uh, subtasks that are kind of like domination, um, where you're capturing, you know, point A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them feel like a little bit more like horde mode. Some of them uh, task you with defeating a really, really powerful big boss where you have to hit weak points, um, which feels a lot like um, strikes in, uh, in in Destiny. So it's definitely got its influences from other um, looter shooters. Yeah. The, I guess the big complaint that a lot of people had that I heard was that the cosmetics and the upgrades for armor are not visible, but I... I don't think it works in a game like this just because what are you going to do with a character like Iron Man? You're not going to add gauntlets that look out of place. Right. Um, so, but they have an interesting system where you unlock skins and different upgrades for your individual characters. Every character has their own skill tree, their own progression system, their own um, like set of skins, their own nameplate that you can assign to them. So like, there is no shortage of content from just in the beta. I can't imagine how much stuff this game is going to have in it maybe a year from now or potentially even, you know, three or four years from now as they introduce more characters and more content. So I had a lot of fun with that. I was listening to the kind of funny podcast with Greg Miller um, earlier today, and they, I think two of the three of them actually had a blast with it. Um, and I couldn't agree more. Like it's not a perfect game, but no game as a service has really launched as a perfect game. I think the refinements over a period of time have really been what defined it. And I think out of all the ones that I've tried, this is, probably the most promising just in terms of delivering content on day one and then just being a fun game because they're recognizable characters you're getting a new avengers story yeah uh you know you're getting some of your most iconic characters and some of the most iconic suits that haven't been available in games before um iron man plays a lot like the 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 javelins from anthem which i'm i'm 
a fan of because I thought that Anthem handled the flight mechanics really, really well, despite all of its other problems. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. I, 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 if both of you guys get a chance to try it, I know all of the stuff around the game. I know you guys might not be interested, but there's, there's open, beta an open next beta, weekend. Yeah, I'll download it. There's an open beta upcoming this weekend. I would try it. We can jump oh, yeah. in, do four player. It. I had a blast with it, and I think that you guys would too, honestly. I'll try the open beta. A question for you, just real quick before we sure, yeah. touch base on our next topic real quick. Um, is there is there in the beta, was there like a uh, like the I guess something equivalent to the tower in Destiny where you can see other players? Uh, not in the beta. The not closest, in the beta? no. The closest thing I think is like, well, not even closest thing. But when I said the war table, you're in like a helicarrier that has all these Easter eggs because like the Avengers are wiped out by the. But point you're the that only you're one on in the game. that helicarrier. You're playing as Kamala Khan and you're with uh, uh, Bruce, so no. you're it's you and Hulk basically there alone. Right, but like, there's no other like play. Like, there's no like Shane's not next to me. Like some random dude. Okay. No. So what happens is you enter the war table, and then from the war table you can match make for missions, or it'll populate your companions from okay. the from the people that you haven't chosen. I don't know if maybe they will open up something like that in the future, but in the beta, it definitely didn't have something like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'll check out the the open beta. Yeah, open beta starts this weekend. I think there's a Xbox beta the weekend after that, but there's beta access for the next couple of weeks leading up to launch, and I think you get some exclusive stuff if you play the so beta. So open but... beta is on PS4 this weekend. This weekend, yeah, and then the following weekend, it's open beta for all platforms, and your beta progress will carry over uh, for every beta. So if you enjoy it this weekend, you can pick up from where you left off next weekend. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, download it. It's great. I, I think you'll have a lot of fun with us. Me and Baps played quite a bit on Saturday. Cool, yeah, I'll check it out. I didn't know, fun fact, I didn't know that in the gaming industry, Apple is number three in revenue like made. In the game, like in games, yeah, the apps are off, the apps are generates a ton for them. It's crazy to me that they're they're a third. A company, Apple, that isn't known for making video games, is third on the list of companies that make the most profit off of video games. It's wild. Wild. The app store's been around for a long time, man. Yeah. So, like, like you're saying that they. You, like the pressure that they're feeling, I don't think they're feeling pressure. Hopefully, they do come to an agreement where they're able to put um, Game Pass and other cloud services like the Nvidia One and Stadia on on the iOS store and other Apple products. But to be honest, like this news kind of bummed me out. I was really, really looking forward to um, cloud gaming, like for me personally, and now I'm in a situation where. I'm trying to find a way to get like some sort of like cheap as Android tablet or something that I can just bum around with so I can use cloud gaming. Just to clarify, sorry, because I feel like it, I didn't maybe contextualize it properly. I don't think they're feeling uh, pressure specifically from uh, X, uh, Microsoft for Game Pass. Yeah. It's more the uh, the antitrust um, stuff that's going on with the U.S. government right now that is, is, is uh, uh, critical of some of the policies on the App Store. Um, so that's the kind of stuff. It's it's U.S. Congress and some of the like government figures that are putting pressure on big companies like Apple, not just Apple, oh, but wow. Google I and stuff like that. that. So there's a lot going on with there that can cause a change in policies for things like the App Store and the Google Play Store. And as a result of that, it could have an impact on things like Game Pass. So just to clarify that, oh. it's not that Game Pass is putting pressure. There's pressure from a lot of different other sources that could potentially put uh, game Pass in in that same area where there's changes that might allow Game Pass to floors on iOS at some point in the future. Got it. 
Yeah, so that's something worth reading into. If you're not, too, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it for for obvious reasons, but there's no, some good sure. stuff in there uh, to talk about and just read about, just in the way that it can impact gaming going forward. Yeah, but yeah. the uh, but it's coming. Uh, game uh, Game Pass and Project X Cloud are coming for uh, for uh, Android as soon as when, Gabby? Well, they announced it on the, September fifteenth. You can use it, but then apparently tomorrow is like open beta for anyone who has ultimate currently they can if you have an android device you could participate in um cloud gaming so i'm trying to find a way to get a free tablet somehow i saw you on twitter talking about talking about your carrier trying to get a, a tablet yeah i might like i might hit up because okay, i know kara has is due for an upgrade and i know like a lot of carriers throw in free tablets on a like two-year term just to do it so maybe i'll find a way to finesse a tablet i honestly do want to participate i want to be able to like if i, I want to have that option especially if i'm paying for a service like ultimate which i, I have been for quite some time now i want to be able to maximize and have be able to use that service to its full potential right so am i going to use it all the time no but i think it'll be a nice cool nice to have if Kara wants to use the TV and I want to log in to talk to Zer real quick and get my exotics one like in bed for example <laughs> you know like something like something stupid like that but I was looking forward to to trying it out because I haven't had the privilege to trying out the beta or anything like that but I do believe it is going to do really well um, in general as um, just like out of the get-go for Microsoft, it's a good step in the right direction, and I, I do think it's going to push the needle forward in terms of cloud gaming the way Stadia has not been able to um, on their platform. So, yeah. Where do you think you would use it most? Because you play it, I mean, you're at home most of the time when you're playing. Where would I use it most? Yeah, where do you think you would use it most? I don't know. Like, if I wanted to do it at work real quick. I don't, like, it's... <laughs> At the cottage, maybe I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just I'm curious, just because like like you're you're so invested in finding something that you're able to play it on. I'm just wondering, like practically yeah. speaking, when you get it, like is it going to be worth the effort that you're putting in to get it up and running right now? Like, how often are you going to be playing games outside of the environment that you're in right now? Um, that is it going to warrant all the effort that you're putting forward to to play it on the tablet? Because for me, like I agree, like I'm super interested in trying it out, but like. I guess it's different for us. Like we have different work settings and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I rarely, when I go to work, I, I played like stuff on arcade very quickly. I, I don't know if there's anything on game pass that I would be able to play really quickly other than maybe grounded or something like that. Like some, some stuff that we're having fun with, but we're like, you can't see yourself playing Ori like in bed. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm feet away from my television. Like if I'm playing a 4k 60 okay, so FPS version of Ori, why would I just play it on my TV? When do you ever play the switch? Do you, is your switch all, is your switch always docked? No, I play it in bed. Then, but it's different because a switch, like playing it on the TV, it's not taking advantage of 4K and stuff like that. A game like Ori runs on the console; it's going to run better on on the console streaming or, or playing directly from the console that it's going to play streaming to one of my devices, unless XCloud is able to do some shit that I. I... <laughs> but even then, like I'm playing it on my phone versus playing it on a 4K TV where it's running at 60 frames, it's going to look better on my TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like Breath of the Wild is going to take a hit by me playing it on my mobile. If I'm if I'm not playing it 
on my tele. You know what I mean? Like the, the discrepancy is bigger, I think, between those two games. Yeah. Well, let's say let's say I was at your house one day and you, I was watching you play Destiny. And I was like, fuck, I want to play with you. Pull out my phone and log in, and I can fucking play with you. Yeah, that's cool. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when would you use it? That's a good example of when you'd use it. I just didn't really think of that because you yeah. don't come over anymore. <laughs> COVID. But you like, I just want to be able to have that option. Okay. Yeah. How far will you go for that option? I'm thinking I'm gonna get a free tablet. I'm gonna get it, dude. Which tablet are you gonna get? I have no idea. I have literally no idea what. This guy leaves with a friggin' Kindle by accident. <laughs> trying to solve X. He's reading Halo. It. He's reading Halo Reach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just need I, to understand the canon, man. I, I legit have no. I legit have no like no knowledge of anything Android at all. What would you do? Okay, so let's say iOS does eventually allow for Game Pass. Would you just then transition back? Like, is it would, would your only reason for playing an uh, uh, on an Android tablet be for Game Pass, or is there any other motivation that you have into going into? Oh that? no, no, no! It would literally just be my my okay. <laughs> my X Cloud machine. One hundred percent. Could you is Game Pass is it is it just limited by iOS or would you not be able to do it on a on a MacBook? I think it's limited because it's not browser based. Yeah, it's okay, so it's not True. like Stadia. That's well, a good point. apparently Stadia doesn't work on um, uh, on iOS. On iOS, but you can use it on macOS. You can. Yeah, because it's got a browser based version. Okay. Yeah, that that I didn't know, but. Yeah, man. As far I, as I know, like I, I could be wrong, but I, I'm, I'm pretty confident I've seen somebody play it in macOS uh, through a browser. And th- there's, a, there's a market for mobile games, right? I mean, people like playing phones. Well, sorry, phones. People like playing games on their phones. So, yeah. I man. guess, I guess the way I look at it though is the, the caliber of game that you're looking to play on your phone versus the caliber of game that you're looking to play on your TV. Like, I loved a game. Like, I played Grindstone. I played Skate City. I played. Uh, sayonara wild hearts like when it came out on apple arcade those are great mobile games like they're quick i can pick them up and play them i just think with a game like destiny or with like ori or something like that like they're just not as pick up and play they're more like i want to invest myself into them as i'm playing them that's just my that's just me right like i think that the current mobile market very much goes to like the pick up and play and be able to put it down really easily after playing it like five minutes yeah i guess part of my concern is like i don't want to be at work and be like halfway through a halo campaign mission and then like well, there's not also, be able to finish it like and it's just suspended like that would just seem so strange to me but there's also like a like a good chunk of indie games on on game pass that you could check out on your phone or your tablet yeah that would be i mean that would be really cool like like i think about um like for the king and stuff like i think for the king is on game pass still it might be Even leaving this month move, but moving out by the guys below oh, fuck. i would love to play below like there's 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 this there's a time and space for for that i do i honestly do believe that cloud gaming is gonna pick up like i feel it's gonna be the 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 future the next of frontier what we're, what we're gonna i guess expect from imagine the x uh, imagine x cloud on an apple tv how sick would that be dude it'd be so sick dude it'd be so but sick then, like what's like so this is where I'm, i i just want to understand it better how is that not redundant though? Because if you already own an Xbox, is it that you can just take it somewhere else and play it, or is it just yeah. that you'll be able to do it through your Apple TV? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, then can't you just, but then can't it, you just? But then can't you just take your look, Xbox? Look as at well? the size of your Xbox. Look at how you have it cable managed. Look at the size of an Apple TV. Look yeah, at how port- like, the portability of it is night and day. But I'm saying you would buy you would buy a, an Apple TV. No, I have an nine, Apple TV. 
but 90% of the time it's something that you're like, if you had your Apple TV and your Xbox with you right now, would you not just play your Xbox instead of playing it on yeah. your Apple TV? But if I'm going to a friend's house who doesn't have an Xbox, I can bring my Apple TV or if they have an Apple TV, I don't have to bring anything. They don't even have to have an Xbox. I can just go over there and sign in and demo it. And How play often it is place. that though? Well, zero. Like, I'm, I I'm legit. Do it. Uh, but like generally speaking, like is it something well, that you would if, like? How if, often do you see yourself wanting to do that? Let's say, well, I like playing video games at my friends' houses. They don't have, like, not you guys. Like, obviously, if I'm on a video game podcast with you, I'm not an idiot. Like, you guys are gonna have the consoles. But I'm talking about like people who are casual to like not really in the gaming scene. Besides wanting to play like FIFA. So imagine I pull up to my boy's house. We have eight controllers, and then he has an Apple TV. We can play FIFA. Like That's those fair. are those moments where I don't want to take my Xbox One X, my seven hundred dollar console, to my friend's house and plug it into his TV, and then have to come back and carry it back and do all that again. It's so much more of a hassle. I and guess like in- inputs is a big thing, like. I can watch Plex on my Xbox One X or I can watch Plex on my Apple TV Plus and I'll take it on my Apple TV Plus any day. On my Apple TV, not Apple TV Plus. <laughs> I guess just, I just, it's it's super useful. I just don't know how, I guess for me, like for you guys, I think it's a little bit different. I guess for me, I just don't see the, like I don't, I don't see myself using it practically that often. But again, like different word situation, I guess a different outlook on kind of the kind of games that we play on it. But Gabby, like you brought up a good point. A lot of the indie games that are on game pass, like I think like below is probably the number one game that I can think of. I would love to be able to play that on, on my, on my phone and not have to buy it when it comes to iOS or when it comes to switch by playing it on game pass. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was cool that they, they showed um, uh, like screens of hellblade being able to be played by touch controls. I've never played Hellblade. I'm not really sure exactly what kind of, if there's any like intense like action scenes or how that works. But like, let's say an adventure narrative game like um, that one EA made, you could totally play that on a way on, out, a way out on like yeah. touch controls, and that would be fucking cool, dude. I think that would be awesome. But I think that's what's cool too is you could also just use your controller. Like you don't even have to use touch screen. Like it's cool that you can use touch screen if you really need to be mobile. But the idea that you can also connect your Xbox controller to it or your PlayStation controller to it and just use that to play the game too, like that's that's pretty sweet. Like that's a pretty <laughs> awesome thing that you can actually pick up and and do right. I. I Personally, touch controls have never done it for me. Like I, I, I tried playing Nice of the Old Republic on my iPad, and I dropped it after about ten minutes because I just found it infuriating. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like the idea that you can build in game pads, which they've already done, uh, then yeah, it, it's just basically a mobile display that allows you to stream your stuff. Right? We need unlimited data plans in Canada if that ends up happening. Like it's going to be ridiculous if you do decide that you want to stream something and we're on the go on a road trip or something like that it's so yeah. wild yeah that's another good point you could do it on the road just play yeah. jump in play a little war zone Oshiega next year we're just playing while i'm driving you guys are just fucking like dude imagine if imagine if xcloud could work on tesla os you just play xbox games in your tesla that'd be pretty cool that'd be Tesla-box? so sick dude tesla xbox to your yeah tesla screen CarPlay? I tried, uh, <laughs> Cuphead's on. I think Cuphead's on there now. It's on Tesla. Right? Yeah. 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 I Imagine Tesla see that. Let's let's say let's say I have a Tesla. I don't have one, but let's say I have a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I just dropped off my wife to like no frills or like a local grocery store. And I, I it's across to, the street. There's no reason for that. Go to, fix somewhere farther. I decided to. I decided to not go inside. It's literally across the street. I could guys. pull up and I could pull up to the parking lot with the kids in the back and just like play a quick game of uh, you know, some some game in the Fusion car frenzy real quick with the kids. That some fusion frenzy. Gabby's gonna be in a war zone match, and he's not gonna want to leave the parking lot for 15 minutes after she's back in the car. Like, she's like, I'm walking home. It's I'm, right I'm, across I'm, the street. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's like, yeah, I was just dropping my wife off at the dumpster outside the house, and I just thought to myself. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, no, but that would, like, I think that would be so sick. Like, that would be so crazy. I don't know if that would happen. I don't know how data play. I'm not a Tesla owner either. I don't know how it would work. We should insert Shay's thoughts here about that. Shay, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, Xbox Game Pass potentially coming to Tesla OX? Thank you. So Game Pass on Tesla would be pretty cool. Um I'll be honest, I, I, I never really play the games in my car. I have, you know, Cuphead and Stardew Valley and all that stuff. And I have an Xbox controller just kind of plugged in uh, via the USB port. But um, it's really only whenever I have to charge on a road trip. But uh, thanks to COVID-19, I haven't really been doing any road trips. So most of the time I spend in the car is on Netflix. In terms of having games on there, while I think you'd be cool... Uh, there's not a lot of storage on that card that it can handle so much of a game. For example, Cuphead is just the first few levels, and I think some other games are also just the first few levels. There's also Fallout 76, I think, on there too. But it would be cool to have some sort of an app store on there, but Games Pass, I think, is is a long ways away. Plus, it doesn't run the most amazing, but it runs pretty well. Oh, thank you for your insight, Shay. I totally didn't think about what the windshield wipers would do to latency. You're totally <laughs> correct. That's so crazy. That's funny. Yeah. No, I think I think the, you know, Moki, the prophet, as much as we, we shit on him so long ago, that is like vision, dude. his prophecy has come true, man. This guy is a visionary. Like, yeah. He was just like, I want to play on anything I want. I want to pick up something and I want to be able to play it. And we're like, dude, you're a psychopath. Get checked. <laughs> no, but one thing to be clear about with Moki, Moki was talking about also like console exclusives going away, like like first party games like Halo and stuff like that being playable on any console like a Switch and on, 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 a, I don't think on, that on PlayStation. I don't think that was what he was saying. He, he was talking about playing like, like all, I don't understand why you can't play all games on all platforms. That, that was kind of the root of the discussion that we were having. And that's not going away anytime soon. Like that's still what incentivizes you to buy an Xbox or, or subscribe to Game Pass or buy a PlayStation. But I think that's that's very much PlayStation's model and Nintendo's model now. It's not Xbox's model. We talked about this last week, Gabby. Like they're all operating, they're they're, very, they're operating very very different markets now. And Microsoft is is definitely falling in line with what Moki was mentioning around playing on any platform that you'd like to play on. Yeah. Um. But I but console exclusivity when it comes to games and first party student like. I think we're still a well we're closer like horizon is on pc or is on steam and uh there's there's some first party studio titles that are on other platforms Ori. Um, but i i already yeah i went to switch so i still like it's happening but i still think it's a far, a far away away especially with um like a a, a studio like playstation studios or the, or the studios that fall under the playstation studios umbrella that are literally just making games for playstation so that people will buy playstations i don't think we'll see that go away anytime soon i'm wondering if it's going to be something where 
Xbox, I know they said they want to keep the hardware and stuff like that, but I think Xbox will go multi-platform and sell their, give up their hardware structure before Sony would to do something like that. Like, I feel like that's because they have games like the service built already. I can see them transitioning first on that. And because Sony is consistently focused on selling hardware as well, because that's like a mainstay for them. I can see them holding on a little bit longer. It'd be, I think what'll be really interesting is if eventually Sony allows like Xbox to have game pass on a Sony console, that'll be a game changer, but that would take, but that would be a huge, huge trust thing for like, for Microsoft to be able to, to open up. And I don't think so. Like Sony has, has even pushed back on crossplay um, for games that are currently supporting crossplay to protect like the install base so that they're not exposed to other players. Um, yeah. in their mind. Not so, so that much not... anymore, though. No, they've opened up, but I think a lot of this, that, that is pressure. But Sony's standpoint was we have 100-something million players on PlayStation 4. Why would we open up to people that are on different consoles if you want to play on PlayStation, play on PlayStation? But I think yeah. that's kind of archaic thinking now. But I think it would be a, a very, very bold move if either of them could come to some sort of agreement where you could play Xbox games on uh I think you'll see that between Xbox and Nintendo first. I think it's that I was about to I was about to I say agree. that I, I agree. was about to say that yeah I think you'll see who Ori sequel probably go to uh, um, Switch at some point in the future I think a lot of the games like Below and stuff like that will make their way over to Switch as well Cuphead did before it made its way over to PlayStation so I, I don't think it's that far fetched to, to see a lot of those titles start to make their way over to Switch in the near future even Game Pass on Switch I could see that being something that happens eventually as well. How wild would that be? That'd be that would like I know it's basically the same thing as what you said, Gabby. But if you could download something locally on 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 your Switch via Game Pass, that would be freaking sweet. Well, yeah, for sure. It's different just because it's not being streamed, like like all the things that we talked about, and and just like the the latency that you might experience from being connected. But if I could download a game from Game Pass and play it on my Switch on the go, that would be a big deal for me. That would be awesome. I, I could totally see Shane playing Forza Horizon in his bed, like fucking just like for sure chilling you know like listening to music maybe taking something partaking in some activities some <laughs> some fun activities and just like losing himself you know how cool would that be i can i i want that for shane yeah that would definitely be cool like that's the one thing is like i don't play video games before i go to sleep because i sit close to my tv yeah so i don't like playing video games in my bed that far away from my TV. So bringing that screen closer would definitely engage me more in that pre-bed gaming. And I think Forza Horizon is the perfect. That's what I was saying. The perfect. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm thinking about like the classical music as you're racing through the countryside. This guy's going to get an Android phone tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna I, get one. I legit was bummed about it, man. I like legit was bummed that it wasn't gonna be on. I, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I think it would have been cool. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't. Obviously, I don't think I would use it much, but um, I do think it would be cool. I think in time it will happen. I think it's just a matter of time. The same way that Steam, we talked about Steam Link, but I think it'll 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 likely be something like Steam Link, where a year from now, or maybe six months or eight months from now, it it will make its way over eventually. So. Isn't Steam um, different though? Because isn't that only local streaming? It's only localized, not remote. I thought so. You have to be on the same um, wireless network to play it. It has, to, it has to detect your computer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but it is different. But I think it was similar, similar principles that helped, or similar policies that that 
limited that from being accessible on iOS to what is limiting Game Pass as well. But I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the back end of it enough. I don't know the App Store policies closely it's enough to similar, be able to say. It's similar, but I don't think it's fully what. It, yeah, it's yeah. not the same. I think it's the best measure of something similar to it, but I don't think it's identical. I still think it's a bigger bridge yeah, to cross with like Microsoft. The, like the comparables like to Stadia and the Nvidia. I don't know what they call it. Geoforce. Theirs no. is theirs are not on iOS. Um, they're not in the App Store, so yeah, it's not a Microsoft thing. It's it's uh it's clearly on the side of apple which sucks but yeah it's what it's well um that's how she goes right that's how she goes that's how it goes sometimes so, yeah sometimes so, you ding a crossbar bud <laughs> flocking a flocking um, a bud so raptors are uh two games left in the season before they jump into the playoffs leaves are done sayonara that's Jays it. play tomorrow in Buffalo at and their home field, Salem Field, for the first time. Home. Go Buffalo Blue Jays. Home of the BBJs. That's it, man. Um, Let's get it. I think that's it. That's everything we want to talk about this week, right? I think so. We hit Thank you, we Shay, hit. for your insightful input. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Shay. You better, you better get him, eh? Of course, dude. Why do you doubt me, Shay? I need you to weigh in here and, and make Shay, sure that Gabby. Shay, knows do you think it was fair? Do you Thanks. think it was fair for Gabby to judge you? Also, Ortega did reach out to me, so fuck you, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, man. Thank you. I yeah, it totally so was crazy, man. It the was more crazy you do this, the Sora more editing up. you're giving yourself, by the way. Oh, I know, no but longer. this one actually, this, this one will be favors next me a lot, Sunday. so I'll edit this. I'll, I'll keep doing it. I'll do it every Sunday, every Monday. Um. Okay, so yeah, you guys will hear this probably later this week because I, I got to get Shay to actually send me stuff and then edit it together. No, point, you just but... do it through Zoom. Just Zoom them. Don't tell me when to Zoom. I'll Zoom just, who I yeah, want to Zoom when I want to Zoom them. Like hit him up on Zendesk. I'm going to call him on Tesla OS and see how he's doing and then we'll see uh, if I can get him in. Okay. Yo, if you get two Teslas beside each other, are they called Teslicals? Wow. <laughs> it's been a slice. Minute slice, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Stream this on Nextcloud. <laughs>